Welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. It's all about releasing the blocks and becoming unstoppable. Each week, you'll get new insights from myself and other experts on how to brand yourself, impact the world, and profit like a boss. We cover how to remove unconscious beliefs that keep you stuck and move towards a life of inspiration and alignment. Let's go. I am so excited to welcome on Brian Dixon onto our podcast. Welcome. Thanks, Lisa, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your online platform is serving? Mm-hmm. Well, I found that that authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs, you know, people with a message. So, so you know, you listening right now, I believe you have a message to share and an audience to serve. But what happens is you get stuck. And I found that the, there's kind of three places where, where people get stuck, especially messengers. It's who's my audience? What's my message? And what are the products? Like, like how do I sell something? Do I do coaching? Do I do online courses? Do I do speaking? Like, what do I do? So we call that AMP, audience message and products. And those are the three legs of an online business. And, and the way that I show up in the world and, and help people is to help them with clarity. So I call myself a clarity coach, helping you get clarity when it comes to audience message and your products. And I do that one-on-one. I do that through speaking at conferences, mostly sort of blogger, influencer, social media conferences. And then I also have a, um, a membership site for writers called Hope Writers, which I'm the co-founder of, one of, one of three co-founders. And we've grown that community and, and, and serve many, many writers and helping them get clarity so they, they can move forward in their writing. I think that's such a powerful thing because, you know, you're helping the people that are going to be writing and publishing books Mm -hmm. and also, you know, future bloggers and people wanting to make an impact. And when they're lacking clarity, they're inside their house like, oh, I can't launch because I don't know what to do next or I don't know who my audience is or I just don't have clarity on it or they launch out there just kind of like unabashedly and they don't have the clarity in it first and they're not really attracting back the success that they want because of the lack of clarity. They just kind of like go out there and do it and they're like, oh, I guess nobody wants my message. It's so so true. And And I've been there too. Like I've experienced that where I've launched something and it was crickets. You know, nobody, nobody signed up. I actually created something called uh, video. What was it called? Video Blog Academy. And the idea was I was going to teach people how to do video blogs. This is like six and a half years ago. But I didn't even have a video blog. You know, I just know how to do video editing because I used to be a teacher. I was a teacher and a school administrator for fourteen years, and I know how to teach middle school and high school kids how to use computers and how to use video editing software. So when I launched that on my own, that was one of the first things I created was Video Blog Academy. Nobody signed up because I didn't really know who it was for. That's the audience part. I, I kind of knew the message, like how, how to do the videos, but I, I had no idea how to grow a following online because I hadn't yet. And I was clear on the product, but I was missing the people. And I find like usually with entre- entrepreneurs, whether you know, you're selling a, a service or a product, um, that you get stuck in one of those areas. And it's like sitting on a, a wobbly stool and it's just never comfortable and, you know, it's not sustainable for a long time. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I can remember uh, covering this at one point with you as far as um, developing the ideal avatar mm-hmm. 
target person, soulmate, client, uh, yeah. whatever it is. And I think yours was named Cheryl. Yes, exactly. Cheryl. Yes. That's right. Um, so that was kind of memorable in the fact that you had her so identified. Mm-hmm. Um, were you able to attract a lot of her <laughs> <laughs> with your business? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you- I, I serve Cheryl every day. You know, we actually, we look back on, on, uh, on 2019 and the the clarity clients, right? The clarity coaching clients that I worked with—that's hard to say three times. Clarity clo- coaching clients, uh, every single one of them, every single one, you know, paid a thousand dollars to have three coaching calls with me. It's not a not a low investment, and for them to show up for an hour three times on Zoom, get that one-on-one coaching, they were all in their thirties, faith-based, and female entrepreneurs. Like those are the four elements of Cheryl, right? The four kind of like, how do you describe Cheryl? Now she's obviously more than that. Um, Her niche is different. All the niches are different. Their products are different, but there's this common factor. And and before I got clear about Cheryl, because I've been doing this full-time six and a half years, you know, four or five, five years ago, I was trying to serve everybody. And I started getting invited to be the one guy speaking at the female blogger conference. And I started to look around and say, why am I the only guy here? And then one of my, one of my friends has a, has a really big conference and on her sales page at the bottom under the FAQs, it says, um, uh, can guys attend? And her, her, this is her page, not my page. It's her page. And it says, sorry, it says, sorry, guys, this event's for ladies only. And then on that same page, there's a big picture of me as one of the speakers. And I asked her and I'm like, what is it about me that, you know, you have me as the only guy speaking at this, you know, female blogger conference. So she kind of went into details and, and it was really helpful. Uh, and the lesson here is it's really hard for us to read our own label. So I have no idea you know, what I'm putting out into the world and how people are perceiving me, I need the feedback because I've never seen myself. I've only seen a reflection of myself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'll, I don't mind going there. Right before you and I started recording, you mentioned that I had something in my teeth and I went and fixed it. And I can't see that because I can't see myself, but you could see it. So we need other people. That's why we need coaches. We need other people to be able to look at us and speak into our lives and encourage us to move forward. And for some reason, Cheryl's my person and I, and I can, I can help Cheryl move forward in her business. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love the clarity on it. Um, you recently shifted your message. I am on your email list so I can yes. tell what you're teaching as of late. And I think it's such a powerful thing because honestly, that was where I was stuck in launching my own business out there. Right. And it is the topic of money blocks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our money blocks can be from a unconscious place mm-hmm. where we don't know where that messaging came from. So when I was studying NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, I started writing down my limiting beliefs. And it's almost like once you start to uncover from the unconscious mind, your unconscious mind says, ooh, me too, like address me. So all these things start to surface and I had about two pages of money blocks of limiting beliefs and that would prevent anyone from self-promoting, rushing out there to go be profitable and that type of thing. One of the major ones was rich people are evil. Mm -hmm. Now who's going to go rush out and be evil? (laughs) So true. 
So good. Right? So I can't wait to delve into this topic with you a little bit further. Why do people get money blocks? Oh, that's, that's such a great question. Um, we, there's so much that we pick up growing up, you know, there's, there's that, that concept of a nature nurture, right? Like how, like, what are the skills and gifts and talents we're, we're kind of innately born with, you know, like we, like we show up in the world. I know this cause I, we have three little kids and like uh, so much of their personality has nothing to do with me and, and my wife, Julie, it's just who they are. It's just how they were born. It's how they're made. They are this r- certain strong personality and, and have these likes and dislikes that really have nothing to do with our parenting style or their environment. But, 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 and, and also the nurture part, so much of what we learn is because of our family of origin. Uh, I talk about this a little bit in my book, Start With Your People, the idea that there's this tone of home, that when you walk into your home, it's, it's like it's been tuned. There's the sounds, there's the smells, there's this feeling inside of the home. And it's something that we put out and, and you can tell when you walk into somebody's house for the first time, maybe they have you over for dinner or, or wh- whatever it happens to be. And there's this sort of tone. What happens is our kids get used to that and they actually tune their maybe subconscious mind. I don't know. I haven't studied as, as much as you have, but they, they grow up thinking that is normal. Like my family environment is the way that family environments are. My home is the way home should be, right? That should word, which is always a dangerous word. And then what happens is we grow up and we meet our partner or, you know, get married or whatever. And now you try to bring these two completely different tones together and try to make some music. And it's just like adjustments because you have to tune it again. You have to decide, well, your, your home sounded like that and my home sounded like this. And so much of what we've, what we've heard and what we've learned is subconscious or unconscious. Um, my, my dad was a preacher so growing up, he was all about, you know, it, it's nonprofit, right? So if you're in the nonprofit world, you know that most of what you get paid to do is, um, is funded by somebody else. It's funded by giving. And so I just grew up seeing like, okay, the way my dad gets money is every week they pass around this offering plate or whatever, and he gets a part of that. And so if they don't give, we don't eat. And just like like little things like that that I just noticed as a kid. Nobody ever told me about it. Nobody ever said anything, but you start to pay attention to the mindset and the attitude and the even the body language. And we create a story for ourselves and we believe that story is true, but often it's just a interpretation of what we saw. That's why I love NLP. It's just, you're just processing this visual stimuli, right? The physical stimuli, everything you're noticing and you're choosing what's the story you're going to live into and you can if you can choose that story then you can choose a thousand different stories and and i think that's where we get stuck with money because we believe the way we think about money is the only way but we know lisa right we know there's a hundred different ways to think about money and that's where a lot of people are getting freedom by going through some of the coaching that i've been sharing when it comes to money yeah that's amazing and i i think I want to delve into the religion aspect a little bit sure. further. Yeah. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. And, and if you're a listener and it's, it's not your uh, belief is different, we're open to that. Like oh, we're yeah. not saying anything is wrong. It's just open to just fill in the blanks of whatever your belief is. But I do, I was raised, um, 
you know, with Christianity. And I feel like a lot of the messaging there could be interpreted that it is evil to wish for money and those types of things. And that can be kind of projected onto us. And as we know, any of the uh, scriptures or writings are uh, based on interpretation of that. And so people can interpret, like, are there some people doing evil with money? Yes. But are there people doing amazing giving things with money. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do people kind of shed if, if that was projected onto them that it's not spiritual, religious, um, it's not, you know, you're kind of like a bad person. If, if you're believing that you want wealth and, and they can have a great intention and a great heart a lot mm-hmm. of the entrepreneurs that I work with do have a great heart. They're in a service-based mindset of wanting to impact the world. And if that's the thing that's holding them back, let's speak to that for a minute. I love that. So, so many great points there. You know, the, so, so I, I do consider myself a follower of, of Jesus Christ. So I'm, I would, you know, others would maybe call me a Christian. I, I really don't love that label because it has so many implications for people. But I think Jesus is a really good model to follow. You know, if you, re- if you read the Bible, you're like, he's kind of a good dude. Like he treats women really well, right? In that culture, that was rare. Um, he shows up for the people that he's teaching. Um, he has these incredible stories that he teaches. And so I look at his life and I, and I say, that's how I want to live. I want to, I want to be like more like Christ. Um, and what's happened is 2000 years have passed since, since he lived and there's been all kinds of, right. There's been slavery. There's been, you know, holding women back from doing many roles in the work world and, and in home. Like there's been a lot of things that have happened culturally over the last 2000 years. And so we're taking something that was written 2000 years ago and trying to apply it to 2020. Like if you think about just America, right? 1776, that's less than 300 years ago. If we take some of those founding documents and try to apply it to today, you're going to need to interpret it because it's different culture. Even if we took something, one of my favorite books is called The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. It's, I read it every quarter. It's just really empowering and, and inspirational, but it was written in the 50s. So there's going to be some weird stuff, he says, because it was a different time. And we read it with our, you know, our, our, our modern day interpre- interpretation. And, uh, and some of it can be, that's not offensive, really. It's, it's, it's pretty vanilla, some of the things that he says, but you can just tell they're outdated. And, and so in the same way, um, for those that have grown up in the church or had exposure to, to Christianity, like, I want to start with, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry because there are really some really terrible preachers out there who have not studied very well. They don't know the original context and they should all over you, <laughs> you know, they tell you all these things that aren't even in the Bible. What I've actually found, just like any source document, whether it's the constitution or the Bible or anything that's a couple hundred years old, go back to the source you know, like I, I love the book Think and Grow Rich, but as you read that book, you're like, wait a second, like it was written in the 20s and 30s. <laughs> like it's going to feel like it was written in the 20s and 30s. And then, so go back to the source and, and try to imagine what was it like to be in that context. And then you filter it, you know, you've got to filter it just like regionally in America, we have, there's different standards and norms in the different areas that we live in. Um, so all that being said, money and faith is 
a really thorny topic. And as, as I looked at the beginning of the new year and my, my team and I were looking at like, what kind of coaching am I going to do? What I'd find, I talked about the stool before, right? The audience message and product. What we found is there's people that won't even sit on the stool. Like they're not even ready to build their own stool. They won't clarify their audience. They won't um, really figure out, define their message. They want to say everything to everyone or nothing to no one. And they definitely don't want to sell. They don't want to sell anything. And, and so much of that is the limiting belief about money that, that, like you were saying, you know, maybe it's because rich people are greedy or something that gets misinterpreted in the Bible all the time is um, the misinterpretation is money is the root of all evil, which just sounds terrible. Like, why would you want something that's the root of all evil? Now, the actual verse says money, the love of money is the root of all evil. And when you really look at the context, what he's saying is it's, this uh, pursuit over everything else. It's profits over people. It's profits over pursuing spiritual goals that is the cause of so much of the harm that's done. And, and so if you look at it in that context, yeah, of course, you're right. It's like a knife. You know, I have this, I have this knife I love. I do, you know, I do the veggie smoothie, green smoothie thing. And I, you know, cut up all the vegetables with this knife I use every single day. That knife is a powerful tool. It helps me get the job done every single day, but it's also really dangerous if used in the wrong way. And so money is the same thing. It's, it's, I believe money is agnostic. It doesn't have value to it, it, you know, in terms of like it's good or evil or whatever. It's just a tool like water where you can drink or drown or knife where you can, you can cut to make food or you can cut to hurt somebody. And so we've got to have the right mindset when it comes to money. And, and otherwise, we're not going to move forward in service for the people that we're meant to serve. I think that's so true. And it is so valuable and such a great analogy with the knife. You know, and I think with that, it's, it's not like money doesn't have a relationship with you. It's a piece of paper. It was printed every day. Um, more of it was printed today. It doesn't have any feelings about you, but we can have a lot of feelings towards it. We can have a negative relationship with money and, and really it relates with the relationship with self on how do you plan on using it? How do you, do you plan on honoring that over people or do you plan on using it to serve more people? Like having more money, in your business or in your life will help your family more. It will help you provide more. It will help you serve more people. Then those are things that are not driven by just an obsession about having. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really about what can it do to help me serve? That's right. And there's a few kind of foundational principles that I've discovered when it comes to money that have really helped me move forward in confidence and, and to really serve, you know, my audience. Um, the, the first one is the idea that if I do it for free, then it's, 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 it's helping people. And, and that's actually the myth. What, what the truth is, the truth that I found is that when people pay, they pay attention. When you invest, then you show up right? You expect. When you invest, you expect. When I pay, for example, let's say going to the movies, right? I pay for a ticket to the movies. I'm expecting to see a movie. I'm going to actually go because I paid to go. 
But if somebody were just randomly handing out tickets to the movies and I got it for free, I'd say, eh, I didn't, it didn't cost me anything. I might, I probably don't even, you know, it's probably not a very good movie if they're giving away for free. And so many entrepreneurs I work with, you know, when they start, they, they say, well, I'll do a free group first and then I'll charge for it. Those are two completely different audiences. I'd say charge from the beginning, charge something um, so that you can really serve the people that show up because the people that do it for free and the people that pay to show up are different people. Uh, people pay for the second one. People pay for the pain to go away. They'll, they'll invest in something when they believe you're helping them with their problem. Mm -hmm. if, if I had a headache or if I woke up and one of my limbs was really hurting or if I had a cut or a bruise, I would go pay for a solution. That might mean you know, going and getting a bandage or medicine or seeing a practitioner or whatever it happens to be because I have the pain. And I'm not begrudging that doctor to say, shame on you for charging me or that practitioner, shame on you for charging to see me. It's part of the expectation that they're providing excellent service and I am investing in that so that I can move forward in health. So it just sort of shifts that perspective when it comes to money, that if we help people overcome the pain that they have, the challenge that they have, and on their own, it would have taken a year or two years, three years to figure it out. And if I can help you figure it out in one hour, I just, I just helped you skip three years of struggle that has to be worth something. And so that's why I can hold my head up high and charge pretty high prices, if you will, like compared to some other people in my industry, because I've found that people show up with more intention and they actually do the work and they get better results when they show up and they do the work and they're excited to pay more. And, and what I mean by that is invest in the next program or invest in more coaching because they've gotten results, but they don't get results if everything I do is just for free. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes a total difference on implementation, commitment. They're committed because they are giving you the money up front right. and investing in themselves. And in the example that you use, like with your limb not working well, like you would probably value going to a specialist yes. on your limb to fix right. you versus someone who is just like, this resident that's starting out and you're like, I think that I can help you. I'm not sure you might still have numbness down your arm. You might still not be able to write with a pen right. or something like that versus like you go on to Yelp. You like looking at the five-star reviews. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care what I have to pay. I just need my limb back. You know, people aren't minding making that investment if the payoff is going to be the reward. So good. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, for us standing, standing in the service of our ideal client, that's why it's so important to clarify who your audience is. So like I, you know, you know, this from, from our, our previous conversation, I have my ideal avatar, right? I call her Cheryl. She's 35 years old. She lives in Cincinnati. She has three kids and she has Thursday afternoons to work on her, her writing, on her blog, her Instagram. And I can picture exactly where she is. Like I, I have a picture that I look at and I see the coffee shop and I see her on her laptop and she's, she's a creation. You know, she's, a, she's an amalgamation of a few different clients I've worked with. Cheryl is not actually a real person, but that's who I work with. And, and I, can, I can actually feel myself as I look at this picture, I picture myself like walking by 
And she's so stuck that she's frustrated. You know, she has her head in her hands and she's about to cry, about to give up. She's, she's just done trying to get this blog going and trying to grow her following. And I come alongside her. I say, hey, what's the matter? And she says, well, I'm stuck in whatever she happens to be stuck with at the time. Here's where I'm stuck right now. You know, Facebook algorithm changed and my ads keep getting disapproved or whatever it is. And I say, oh, well, we run a lot of Facebook ads. Let me, let, let's try a couple of things. And I can take my experience and help her to move forward and get results. And with that kind of a conversation, now that happens all, all virtually online, but I show up with a level of certainty that's really attractive. This is one of my newest uh, learnings uh, that I'm applying because I think you know teachers are, are learners and, and, and we're coaches, are, should have coaches. And so I'm constantly learning. And my new kind of revelation in the last month or two has been about my level of certainty let me research, let me practice, let me try. And then once I do, I have some confidence. So I can show up confidently or certain, certain, with certainty for my client to say, listen, here are some things that have worked for me. I recommend these. I strongly recommend these. And when, like you said, when we go to a medical practitioner and that person, he or she recommends and says, I recommend you do this. We pay attention because we know they have this level of certainty from their experience. So that can really change the frame when it comes to charging for your services or for your products. Yeah, I do feel like the most certain person in the room wins. Yes. Because, and, it, and whether you realize it or not, it's being projected onto the person that you're trying to make a sale with or you're trying to have join a business with you or whatever. Yep. Like if you're having this doubt, like, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but I'm going to try this for now. Right. Would you rather join someone like that or buy something from that person versus the person who is like, I know you need this. This is the okay. thing I know you need. Yes. And that's the only option that is the next best thing for you. Mm -hmm. You would hands down, you'd be like, okay, here's my credit card. Right. Yeah. There's so much uncertainty today and people are, are constantly searching for somebody to give them advice and to tell them what to do. Like that's really what our, our modern age of, of scrolling a newsfeed is we're looking for truth. We're looking for encouragement. We're looking for like, how can I fix my life? How can I fix my marriage? How can I fix my relationship? How can I grow my business? How can I overcome my past? How can I get right with money? Like whatever thing you're searching for. And then to meet a teacher or a coach or a mentor, whatever you might call them, that has this level of certainty. We meet them and they say, I really believe your next best course of action is to do this thing. Yeah. It stands out like like from all the the noise in the newsfeed uh, for example i i have this money uh, money mindset mentoring program this coaching program six week coaching program we just closed it last night at midnight so you know that's a standard kind of a launch strategy is you give people a chance to join and then you kind of close the doors you send a few emails close the doors and then i got a message from a friend this morning saying hey can we hop on a call so friend so yeah we hopped on a call and he said i'm actually thinking about joining your program which is fun. Uh, but he had a couple questions. And, and before I, um, you know, my team was going to close, actually close the doors for the, for the, um, the coaching program. And after talking to my friend, I said, you know what, I think that there are people just like him 
who are thinking about joining but didn't have that level of certainty that it's their best yes for them to move forward. So then, and I had just gotten back from the gym, so I'm sweaty and in my workout clothes and I took out my phone and I walked around my office with my phone up like this and I said, listen, you're on the fence about joining this program and I wanna tell you, I believe it's for you. I believe that if you sign up for this program and you work with me, that you're gonna get clarity about your money mindset and that's gonna help you move forward in freedom. So stop waiting around. Stop looking for the next sign. This is your sign. Say yes, click the button and sign up. Like I was very direct, Lisa. I was very direct. And, uh, and, we, and we put it on a page so that you know, they could watch that iPhone video. And I sent it out to everybody who registered for the webinar but hadn't signed up for the program. And within 15 minutes, four more people signed up. Oh, that's amazing. They wanted to hear somebody tell them, move forward, like move forward right now. And to have that level of certainty really can help people overcome some of the limiting beliefs that they have. Yeah. And you never know what the results are going to be as far as like they shift their money mindset, then they can move forward in their business. They could be ones that impact a thousand people each 4,000 people change because four people changed, you know, And you mentioned earlier, I wanted to touch back on that, like the coaches have coaches. Mm -hmm. Really pay attention to that. Like this is to the person listening that's like, why does my coach have to have a coach? Like, shouldn't they know it all? I would be concerned hiring someone who does not have a coach because Mm -hmm. they themselves are not putting the money forward and investing in the very thing that they're trying to get you to invest in you should hire someone that has a coach that believes in coaching, that believes in their coaching, that continues to learn. So that, that is one thing that you said I really wanted to touch back on is it's such a valid, valid point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We can't, we can't read our own label. I have a coach right now where we just signed up for another six months together where I signed up for another six months with him. And, and even that, uh, just even in the re-sign up process, he just had this level of certainty. He said, this is where we are right now. That's great. Here's where I believe we could go. Let's do it. And it was yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, that was our conversation. Um, and he can, oh, it's so fun because there are, there are these blind spots um, that we all have there's something that we can't see. Maybe it's, maybe it's just off, off to the side of us or like somewhere that is preventing us from moving forward. And to have a coach that looks at it and says, well, you see your blind spot, right? No, of course you don't see your blind spot, right? But the coach can and says, look at like, have you noticed this? Man, maybe like a really good coaches will, will give you an exercise so you can discover it to yourself, right? They, what do they call it? They, they lead you to the epiphany bridge, but they don't actually force you to walk over it. It's more of just like, I want you to try something this week. This is what my, my coach, Joseph Warren, this is what he does. He goes, I'd like you to try this this week. And he gives me this assignment. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't understand, but I'll try it. And so then I do it. And then like three or four days in, I'm like, oh, that <laughs> makes sense. And then what he says, just to quote him, he says, um, when you see a blind spot for the first time, it's no longer a blind spot. It becomes a stumbling block to your future success. Ah. Uh-huh. If you're going to allow it to be a stumbling block, wherever it happens to be. So, and this, this was about my life and my business and, and my, even my, my relationship with my, my spouse and even some money mindset stuff. It's when you see it, then you can hold it and say, I don't want this in my life anymore. 
And then you got to do the work of removing it, just like a cancerous tumor. You've, I mean, you might need to go to a specialist. You might need to have somebody, a coach, some sort of therapy, like the exercises, like there's something to do once you see it. But that's the number one reason to hire a coach is because they can see things that you cannot see. And they know how to guide you through a process to discover it for yourself. Because the truth is that limiting block you have, maybe it's a money mindset block. You're, you probably have heard somebody talk about it before. It's not new information, but it's new transformation because you're at a point where you're actually able to hear it or the person who's speaking it says it in a way that finally connects with you. I love that. It's not new information. It's new transformation. That's perfect. Mm. You mentioned on your email list that you had sent out a quiz and, you know, there was a certain portion of people, the majority of people wanted to make a hundred to $125,000 in their business. And they were only at like $25,000 in their business. There's a, some of them zero. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge gap there. So let's talk about the gap. Love it. What, what is going on in the gap? Well, the gap, the gap between 25 K and, and yeah. six figures a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, I think there's, there's, there's two, there's two main issues. There's, there's a number of issues, but the two that I see from, from my experience is number one, people aren't charging what they're worth. They're not charging, they're not charging enough. And, um, and this happens in my world a lot, you know, working with female faith-based entrepreneurs, most of them, when they do a course, they'll, they'll say, well, I'll let the first group go through it for free. Or I'll, or I'll do it at, I've, I've had, I've had coaching clients who wanted to charge $6 for their course, $6. And I'm like, and it's, you know, 18 module course. Like it's a really robust, life-changing A to Z, like how to finally homeschool or how to quit your teaching job so you can start your online business. Like they're very robust courses and they want to charge $6. And I said, if you charge $6, nobody will take it seriously. It's like, it's like if you went to a, a car place, like a car dealer, and they said, oh, that car is a $500. $500. And you look at it, and you're like, but it's a, it's a Tesla Model X. Like, how can it be $500? Like, it's worth whatever it's worth. Like, oh, no, well, I just want to serve you, and I just want to chart. Like, it just makes no sense. So, so that's, that's the first um, gap that I see, why, why they're not at that six-figure or beyond, Mark, is they're not charging enough. Um, number two is they're not making offers. They're not making enough offers. They're not making any offers because an offer is when you say to somebody, you give a lot of value in advance, right? This is, this is pretty standard for, for entrepreneur, online entrepreneurs to be aware of. I think it was what Gary Vaynerchuk, jab, 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 right hook, um, Brendan Bouchard, uh, give, 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 give offer, uh, or invite. Um, other people have said this many times, it's the eight to one strategy where you give so much value. And then what you do, it's just like dating value, 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 right? Great dinner, great movie, great park experience, you know, great, great, great. Would you like to, right? Would you like to continue the relationship? Would you like to take the next step with me? And that's, that's it. I don't sell, but I invite. I invite people. So we'll do a free webinar, an hour training, and I'm exhausted. You know, the, the slides have been worked on for months. My, I've got my energy up. I'm, I really show up. Everybody's in the comments. You know, we welcome everybody. I've got my team helping out. So it's a big production and, and we provide a lot of value in the webinar. And then at the end, 
It's if you enjoyed this, if you've had some breakthroughs or some new understandings, let's walk into that. Let's live into that. I invite you, this is only an hour. I invite you to work with me over the next six weeks. Imagine if in just one hour, what, what happened, what would it look like for us to work together for six weeks? That's how we offer. And, um, and I see many people, if you're the 25,000 mark, you're just not making enough offers. My friend, Jamal Miller, he went from, I think it was 10,000 a year to 970K in a year because every single Monday night he had a free webinar, every single Monday night. And, he, and then he started running Facebook ads and partnering with people to invite people to the webinar. And he made the same offer week after week after week and it started to grow because his skills got better and the offer got more tuned and, and, and it just, he kept improving everything. And then a year later, he looks back and says, wow, look at this whole community I've built because he kept making offers. Um, those are probably the two big reasons. I, I think the third one is, um, is, is not having uh, what they call a value ladder. Mm. You know, in my, my business, I have sort of the, the idea of like the three tiers. You know, you can do, you can work on your own. So for example, my book, I have a book and my book is, I don't know, $15, $18, depending on what Amazon charges it for. That's a self-study work on your own. You're not, you're not actually talking directly to Brian, but you're reading the book. Then you have that mid-tier, which is kind of a group coaching. We have a lot of people showing up, but you're actually there live and answering their questions. And then you'd have the, the deepest engagement, which is always one-on-one. You know, your time is the most valuable asset that you have. So I'd say that's another gap for people that are in the low 20s and want to get to the 100k plus is they don't have three tiers of offers and uh and so you you know everybody's at that low end and you haven't found a way to uh, work with them directly and that's where a majority of income comes in from but you have to do the build the low end in order to attract the right amount of people to be able to accept the higher offer yeah i think that's a great point because it's it's also making it so the person has a path Yes. with you, yeah. they're not all going to stay on that first stepping stone. Right. And so if you give them the first stepping stone, they're kind of like, what next? Like, and that's right. You need to give them the what next. Like it's even if you like sit down and plan out your year and you think about Cheryl or your perfect sure. person, your soulmate client right? that you would love to have a thousand of. And, and it's like, where do they need to get to by the end of the year in their business, like, okay, step one for them is this, and that's your lower tier offer. Their step one is just like, they literally need to take these next three steps Yes, and boom, boom, boom. They can do that within a couple of weeks or something like that. And then Mm -hmm. they either want like a more intimate connection, which is like your group coaching, or they need a, a more intimate uh, pathway for their business in the in the fact that it's it's now not just the first three steps it's the next seven that's right so you've got them to step 10 so it is uh, not only just having a pricing ladder mm-hmm. for your business to grow but it's it's creating a path for the person yes that they're not just stopping with you because like oh Brian can only teach me the first three steps. Now I have to go look elsewhere to a coach who would take me the rest of the way. Um, With certainty, your business coach was like, no, this is the next place we're going. That's right. And it makes sense. And you're like, okay, (laughs) you're on his ladder, you know? 
That's so good. Yeah. So that, I mean, for you guys listening, that's, that's an action step right there is to figure out, you know, my buddy Stu McLaren calls it a success path. So, uh, so picture where, where is your ideal client, audience member, um, customer, student, whatever you call them, where are they right now? Where are they stuck right now? And then what does success look like in three years from now? So if they were to sign up for everything you offer, what would their life look like? What would their business look like in three years from now? And then kind of write out that story. Uh, you talked about timeline therapy. I think it's probably the kind of a, a similar topic is like, look at like, what's the timeline projecting into the future of what their life could look like? And, and so we've done that for Hope Writers. I've done that for my own business. Um, so in my own business, it's number one, step number one is they realize they can make an impact that their words have value, that they can say something in front of people, whether maybe if it's just standing at the bus stop with other parents, but they say something and somebody says, that's a good, that's a good idea. Thanks for sharing that. So that's the first one is believing that their voice matters or believing that they have a message. So that's the impact part. Step one. Step two is they can make an income. Not only that they can share it for free to the lady down the street at the bus stop, but they could share it online and somebody could buy something from them. Just believing that that's possible is step number two. So they believe in the impact. Step number one, believe that they can make an income from it. Step number two. And then step three, four, and five is they f- clarify their audience, they define their message, and then they create an offer life-changing products and programs. So that's the five stages. And then I can send out a survey or we can have a quiz. I have a quiz on my website. Um, and I can tell by when they click through the quiz, where are they? They're stage three. Okay, great. Now I know which emails to send. Now we know which webinar to invite them to. And my only job is to help Cheryl make progress. That's it. I just walk up to her and I say, hey, Cheryl, it looks like you're stuck at step three. I have a free training to help you get to step four. She says, that sounds awesome. And then when she shows up for the free training, I say, you know what? To really make sure that you don't go back to stage two or stage three, let me work with you. Let's, like, let's do something cool together. Let's, let's do a little coaching program. Maybe we'll do some one-on-one coaching so that you can live into the truth of step four. And that's all you really do as a messenger is you just help your reader, help your client, help your, help your customer make progress through that success path. Oh, I think that is everything. <laughs> right? That's it. Yes, it is. Yeah. So many people are stuck at the in-between and not mm-hmm. knowing where to go. And that is a clearly defined path. It is a clearly defined purpose because if it's just, you know, developing the next step for that person and inviting, it's not more complicated than that. That's right. You can get out of your head about it. You don't have to do what this entrepreneur is doing. This entrepreneur is doing like, you don't have to stock their, their social media anymore to try to figure out the little bits, like make your own success path for your ideal person and just go to work and making those steps. And it doesn't even have to be like this 12 part, whatever, like just teach it live for the first time you know, and, and not to overcomplicate it. Brian, you are a genius. Thanks, Lisa. I'm sure everyone is going to appreciate this episode so much because it's just so many little nuggets like mm-hmm. just built into this. Um, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? I love it. You know, th- thank you so much for having me. And what I really believe is, is the best way to serve somebody is through direct engagement. You know, we live in 2020, like, let's talk. It's really easy to have a conversation. So I do have a website, briandixon.com. It's my name just spelled out. 
Um, but what I'd ask of you is as a result of this conversation, if you have a question or you've had a breakthrough, so I'm all about having, helping you to encounter a breakthrough and then live into that breakthrough, just send me a message on Instagram. That's it. Just find me on Instagram. I'm Brian J. Dixon, D-I-X-O-N. And hit that little message button. And, you know, a number of times what will happen is people just hold that, um, the microphone. So just send a voice message. Just say, hey, Brian, I heard you on Lisa's thing. And um, I have a question. Or this is what, just this, I finally figured this one thing out. Because once you figure, figure something out, go tell somebody. Because then you have some accountability. So let me be your accountability partner. Send me a message. And we can continue the conversation from there and we figure out if it makes sense for us to, to continue the conversation. I love that. And I will link to you and your Instagram in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you such for being with us today. Absolutely. If you found this episode helpful, you should check out Business Class. It's the online coaching group that gives you inspiration to grow your business, gives you new monthly challenges, holds you accountable, and is one of the only platforms that works on mindset and inner game as hard as we work on progressing your business forward. To join us, check out lisarooney.com forward slash class, C-L-A-S-S. I'll see you there.